0: Fisher, what are you doing? Fisher, go. Oh my gosh. Fisher almost just closed my computer. Closed my computer. Hello, all you exceptionally ordinary people and welcome back to Exceptionally Ordinary Creatures. It's me, Kylie here, wearing my hedgehog socks, ready to go for this first official episode. So before we start, I actually wanna talk about some updates really quickly. Sadly, Newt, my hedgehog, has passed away. He passed away back in November. That's why I've been kind of MIA the past couple months on social media. At first, they believed he had pneumonia, but it turned out to be heart disease based on how things progressed and how his symptoms were looking. Genetically, hedgehogs can be predisposed to it. I've learned now from this happening that it's important to make sure you get your hedgehog from a reputable breeder. Just like with dogs, there's always going to be backyard breeders and things of that like sorry my dog is sneezing they're all in here again but backyard breeders exist with all kinds of animals so it's really 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 important to make sure you look for a reputable breeder in your area i have a new hedgehog now his name is granger he has a lifetime guarantee against wobbly hedgehog syndrome and is from a certified breeder so the past three generations of hedgehogs have been healthy with no genetic conditions Secondly, I started a Twitter for the podcast. It is at e o creatures pod, So at pod on Twitter.com. Starting today, which would be January 30th when this goes up, following each episode until the next episode, we will be doing Owl Mail. Owl Mail will essentially be a pinned tweet at the top of my Twitter where people can go and answer a question that I will come up with based on the previous episode. And at the beginning of the next episode, I will read off some of those answers and it will be like a little shout out for you guys because I'm going to include your Twitter handle in it. Hopefully I can read off all of them until things kind of start to take off more. And Once they take off more, I might have to like minimize how many I answer. But my goal would be to be able to answer all of them and give you guys like a little shout out and just kind of be a way to interact with you guys a little bit more. There's going to be a lot more going on in the Twitter as well. So I really, really hope you guys will check it out. For instance, we're going to be doing pet pictures of the days where I'll post or tweet a picture of one of my pets every day. And I encourage you guys to respond with a picture of one of your pets, the ones with the most likes at the end of the year, I would like to form like a little video of all of them. So make sure when you look through the threads, you kind of like the pets that you think are the cutest or the ones that you like. And you can put a little descriptor of your pet as well when you tweet it so that people can get a little background of it. But that's kind of what I would like to do starting off. The lesson for this episode, I did not pick on any particular order. I have so many pages tabbed throughout Sorcerer's Stone, which is the book that I started off with for like obvious reasons. So Sorcerer's Stone, starting with chapter 16, which is one of the last chapters, but it felt like the most relevant to what's going on with me currently. So first, I'd like to read off the quote from Hagrid. Everyone remembers, hopefully, Fluffy, the three-headed dog who is guarding the trapdoor in Sorcerer's Stone. He is introduced in chapter 11 when Harry, Ron, and Hermione go and confront him about the three-headed dog, and he mentions that its name is Fluffy. So in chapter 16, in my book, it's on page 266, the quote from Hagrid would be, well, yeah, how many three-headed dogs do you meet, even around Hogwarts? So I told him. Fluffy's a piece of cake if you know how to calm him down. Just play him a bit of music and he'll go straight off sleep. The main part that I would like to focus on this is knowing how to calm your pet. This is something that means a lot to me, especially since I did just get a new hedgehog and I have all of my pets. And I think it's something a lot of people can relate to. For instance, one of my dogs has severe anxiety, Alfie. Alfie, when he came to us, was very, very skittish. He didn't want anyone to touch him. It took months for him to even let us pet him. He would hide in the back of the dog crate with our yellow lab, who is no longer with us, and just didn't want anyone near him. To this day, I'm the only person that can pick him up. He's just always, always had these issues. When we moved into our new house, he started having issues with running away, and being aggressive towards people, which is something that I took very, very seriously. I knew it was signs of dog anxiety, and that's when I started to kind of figure out that that's probably what was wrong with him. The vet also agreed. And one thing that I figured out is clothes. Clothes, for whatever reason, make him feel so calm. Right now, he's currently wearing the cutest teal dinosaur onesie, and it is the softest material ever. It was his birthday present because his birthday was on January 19th. So a little happy late birthday to Alfie. So for his birthday, he got this onesie and he has absolutely loved it. Anytime he sees me pull out his hairbrush and a clean onesie, he sits down and he gets so excited. He will literally pick them out now. It is honestly the funniest thing ever because he'll sit in front of you and you'll lay these onesies out in front of him and he'll literally tap it with his paw or like nudge it with his nose to tell you this one, put this one on me. That's him jingling next to the mic because he heard me saying his name, but It's the one thing that we have found that has really, really calmed him down. And it was just kind of, I saw a really cute onesie that had hedgehogs on it one day. And I bought it because I was like, this is too cute to pass up. And I just put it on him. His whole mentality just like changed in an instant. He was suddenly just this calm and like well put together dog. The other thing he really liked as a puppy was this stuffed carrot. If you've ever seen the movie Bolt, that's kind of what it reminded me of was the carrot that Bolt had. It was his best friend as a puppy. He would carry it around everywhere. It was the only toy he ever wanted to play with. He used to just pounce on it and play by himself with it all the time. And I think all pets kind of have this one thing that kind of calms them down. Fisher, for instance, absolutely loves watermelon. It's his favorite thing in the world. Now I said his name and he's coming over to say hello too. You wanna say hello, Fisher? Oh, thank you for the kiss. So Fisher absolutely loves watermelon and we found these treats. They're called skinny minis. They had a watermelon flavor and they have become his new favorite thing in the world. He loves those and he also loves stuffed animals. We have to keep the stuffed animals away from Avery. But once he gets a stuffed animal he really likes, he will carry it with him everywhere. And it is honestly like the cutest and sweetest thing ever. He will sit there drooling because the stuffed animals that he usually likes are huge. And he will be drooling while he's carrying them around and just grunting at you because he can't really do much else because he's just holding it. And he cuddles with them every single night. It's just a really, really big baby about them. And then Avery loves all sorts of balls. Anything that has to do with a ball, she wants. So she goes outside and we just recently had new neighbors move in and she's been very, very interested in them. And she's a very, very vocal dog. So she goes outside and usually starts barking. When she starts barking, the only person that can usually get her to come in is my brother, because it's his dog and she just doesn't really respect a lot of other people. So it has come to the extent Fisher, can you stop looking me? That probably sounds so gross. It has come to the extent that I have to stand at the door and go Avery, you want a ball and she suddenly turns and runs into the house every single time without failure. And that's all she wants in the world you could give her the choice between all sorts of toys and she will go for the ball every time she just absolutely loves them Fisher has his head in my lap right now and is being an absolute sweetie pie so i feel like he heard me saying watermelon and the word treats and now he's like yeah give me some of those finnegan he's a little bit of a special dog he's not really like normal dogs his favorite thing is blankets He absolutely loves blankets, and we have no clue why. But if you pull out a blanket, Finnegan gets so excited. He does this little dance and then comes over and decides he wants to cuddle with you. If you don't have a blanket, he may cuddle with you, but probably not. But as soon as – sorry, Alfie is shaking. As soon as you pull out a blanket, he is in your lap within about 0.2 seconds, and he's getting himself comfortable. He doesn't care how uncomfortable he makes you but he just wants the blankets. We actually had this blanket my mom had bought at Disney World, so it was not a cheap blanket because Disney World is overpriced and it was his favorite thing in the world. And it got to the point where my mom finally said, Okay, Finnegan, you can have this blanket. And it's now his blanket. It stays on his bed. If the blankets on the floor, he will lay on the floor instead of on his bed. He absolutely loves it. And that is what makes him feel safe and calm and comforted. And I think that's kind of what Hagrid was saying this dog fluffy absolutely loves music. That's what puts him to sleep. And it actually reminds me of my uncle's dog Raven. She is a Doberman and we got her here cuz he lives in Canada. We got her here in the States and brought her up to him for a Christmas gift as a surprise cuz he was ready for a new dog but was having trouble finding one up there and he absolutely loves Dobermans. We had this dog and sadly her tail had been docked before we got her and they didn't do it the proper way. So she was having issues with her tail bleeding. We kept having to take her to the vet to figure out what was wrong. It was really really tough to like have to look at You just felt awful for her because all she wanted to do was play with Fisher and Avery because all three of them were puppies at the time. And she just wanted to play with Fisher and Avery and like get love and attention. She loved laying in front of the fireplace. And we'd have to put her in her crate every time her tail started to bleed. Anytime we put medicine on her tail, we'd have to put her in there until it was done soaking in. And in all honesty, she would go in her crate and just whimper because she knew we were all still home. And one day, as a joke, we have an Amazon Alexa, and I asked it to play music, and it happened to play the song Wanted Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi. By the time the first words were uttered in that song, she was silent. In a way, it reminds me of Fluffy, because you wouldn't expect a Doberman to be a fan of music, because they're kind of scary dogs. I mean, she was a puppy at the time. but we discovered that every time we played this song, it put her to sleep, and we couldn't figure out why a bon jovi song specifically would put her to sleep we would try some other musics like some dog commie music and stuff like that but no all she wanted was bon jovi when we gave her to my uncle we were really really tempted to also go buy a bon jovi greatest hits cd to give to him with it or with her not with it that way he would be able to play it to calm her down we ended up hating the song by the end of like the three months we had her here Because it was, we just had to play it like multiple times a day. And you had to play it really loud. And by the time the song was over, she'd be knocked out. And she'd usually sleep for like an hour. But it was one of the strangest things we had ever discovered. Like we thought Alfie liking clothes was weird. And Finnegan liking blankets. But a dog who was obsessed with Bon Jovi has to be the weirdest thing ever. And now kind of moving on from dogs and into hedgehogs. I think of when I first got new and also with Granger now because he's now going through the bonding process as well. So with bonding, it takes a lot, a lot of patience. You have to sit there. They have to learn your smell because hedgehogs are mostly blind. They can really only see shapes. They have no depth perception. And until they know your smell, they're going to be terrified of you. One of the things that I was most concerned about with Granger was figuring out what it was that he liked. What were his favorite things? What made him feel calm and safe? Because for Newt, I was able to figure that out pretty quickly and have him bonded within about a week, which is really, really fast for a hedgehog because Newt loved toilet paper rolls. You put anything that was a roll in front of him and he had his head in it. He was running around the cage. He was so happy. He absolutely loved toilet paper rolls. So I knew that if I used the toilet paper roll during bonding time, he would begin to associate me with the toilet paper roll. So it was just kind of like a long shot going for it. But I figured that like it it made sense to me. I was going to try it out because I knew you shouldn't hand feed the hedgehog during bonding time because then they may associate your hands with food. And I didn't want him to associate my hands with food and like bite me and stuff like that. So I was trying to figure out how to bond with him so that He would be happy and like having fun, but I wouldn't have to worry about him biting or anything like that. Toilet paper roll it was, and it worked within. He'd usually put it on and I'd be the one to help him get it on and off. In all honesty, the toilet paper roll was perfect because if I picked him up with it on his head, he couldn't ball because the toilet paper roll got in the way. So it can kind of came out to be like the perfect situation for me and him. But he began to associate like that time with me with playing with the toilet paper roll because I didn't keep one in his cage for a while. I eventually put one in his cage, but I cut a slit into it. Don't worry, I know they can't get it on and off unless there's a slit cut into it. Once I put one in his cage, he was already completely 100% comfortable with me. Then his new thing became face pets. And shortly, like the last few weeks before he passed away, he was really into belly rubs. He was honestly like a very, very social hedgehog. And I think that without that toilet paper roll, it would have taken so long to bond with him. With Granger, when I was communicating with the breeder, I asked a lot about like what he likes and she said she hadn't, he hadn't really shown any interest in anything yet. He just kind of pushed his toys around the cage he was just a big eater, really. And like there wasn't really much else to him other than that. So I was like a little bit nervous. I already had like a collection of toys from Newt. So I figured I'd try those. I was like, maybe he likes the toilet paper roll. Like, I've got lots of toilet paper rolls. Some toilet paper rolls are more like heavy duty than others. So, my mom would actually take some from like other people's houses if they had the really thick, good ones and bring them home for me. Cause the ones that we had here were the toilet paper rolls weren't as thick of cardboard. So, they would usually fall apart after like a week or two. So, I had toilet paper rolls on toilet paper rolls. I had so many, it just like sitting in a container in my closet. Turns out, Granger pays zero attention to them, he does not care. I was like, well, what do I do now? Because I wasn't really sure what else he would like. I had some cat toys, didn't really pay attention to those. One thing I had gotten Newt to try out with him was like cat crinkle balls and he didn't like them. So I put them in his dig box, they ended up getting peed on, I threw them away. So I went to the pet store to get some worms and I just grabbed like a little four pack of them just to see if he would like them along with some other chew toys because Granger is a chewer. He picks up anything and just drags it around his cage. I had to take PVC pipe out of his cage that I was using as a tunnel because he was grabbing it and dragging it around his cage. And for anyone who has a hedgehog, their teeth are very, very small and look very brittle. So I was worried he was going to like break his teeth off doing that. So I had to take it away from him. So I got him a bunch of chew toys to see what he would like. He didn't really like any of them. He didn't pay any mind to them. Finnegan, Finn, Finn, oh my gosh! Finnegan has the most shrill, obnoxious bark of all the dogs. But anyways, he didn't want really any of the chew toys. He would kind of roll them around his cage. Like I could tell that they were being moved around, not really like entertaining him enough. He was still rearranging his cage a lot. So I put some of these cat crinkle balls in his cage, and I started noticing that every morning. They were in his hide with him, and he was using it as a pillow, which is really weird. Crinkle balls don't really seem like a comfortable pillow to me. I mean, maybe that's just me, but I don't see how laying on something that's basically foil would be comfortable. But no matter what hide he was in, because he has like a few different hides to choose from, that crinkle ball was always with him. And I could tell based on how deformed it was getting that he was playing with it really, really consistently. So during the bonding time, I started putting it in the cage with him. And that's when I discovered just how much he loved this crinkle ball to the point where he resembled a dog with it. So for those of you that have dogs, I'm sure your dog has a toy that it just grabs and flings back and forth in its mouth. That is what Granger does with these crinkle balls. He will grab them and he'll like take a few steps and then just stop and shake his head back and forth. And then take a few steps and then shake his head back and forth. Like a dog with a toy they really like. And he will hold it so tightly that you cannot take it away from him. I've had to kind of limit the whole crinkle ball thing during the bonding time, because it gets to the point where all he pays attention to is this crinkle ball to kind of get him to start coming to me and like not being afraid of my sentence. I started putting the crinkle ball in my lap so that if he wanted it, he would have to come to me, take the crinkle ball and then walk away type of deal so that he would have to come into my lap because right now it's kind of at the point where he'll come to me, but then he'll jump away as soon as he gets a whiff of me. So I was like, well, what can I do to get him to like me a little bit more and I figured doing something with this crinkle ball that he clearly clearly loved just so much so I started putting it in my lap he would kind of mosey on over like he'd be a little bit nervous at first but he'd eventually get into my lap and take it and then walk away and then ignore me the rest of the bonding time so I put it in there sometimes I try to like take it out I don't put it in there every time just because of how distracted he gets by it but I definitely think that the lesson from Hagrid about knowing what calms your pets is really, really like a key part of just being a pet owner. I think every pet owner knows that pets get nervous sometimes, pets get scared every pet is different and there's always something that makes them feel good whether it makes them happy or it makes them feel calm whatever it is there's always something that is your pet's favorite thing in the world and as a pet owner finding out what that thing is it always just feels so good so i can imagine how good haggard felt when he discovered oh my gosh fluffy likes music when you have your pets you want them to have the best light they can and I think anyone who has like a dog, a cat, a reptile, a small pet, whatever it is that they own, I think everyone can agree that they want their pet to have the best life they can. And that means making them happy. Once you discover what it is that makes your pet happy, it is the greatest feeling in the world. You can just feel like on top of the world with how good of a pet owner you are. It can take sometimes years to find out what makes your pet happy because Every pet is different and some pets will like something so off the wall like Bon Jovi that you won't even expect it. I just think it's such like a great lesson in there. I don't think it's something that like everyone thinks about when they get a pet. Wow, what is their favorite thing going to be? Like what is going to make them feel calm? The number one thought when people get a pet is getting the essentials, a variety of toys that they may need. For instance, when you get a puppy, you're going to want hard chew toys and a crate. And a good food. So that's what you're probably prioritizing because you don't want them to chew through your furniture and stuff like that. But it gets to a point where you can tell they're getting bored with their toys and stuff like that. Like Fisher is extremely smart. So, what we do with his skinny minis actually is we put them in a treat ball so that he has to get them out of the ball on his own and it will keep him entertained for hours because he's one of those dogs that gets very bored with his play, especially if Avery's not here. So, It really comes down to just getting to know your pet and I think the core idea that Hagrid had really was just getting to know your pet and getting to know your pet means you know exactly what it is that they like and I think every pet owner knows that they just want to get to know their pet. Like Newt has passed away but I can say without a shadow of a doubt that that hedgehog loved me. And a hedgehog is not a pet that usually shows love very clearly, but I just, I just know deep down that he had a strong love for me and that tiny little heart of his. Every time I pulled him out of his cage, he made happy hedgehog noises, which are like these adorable squeaky noises. It's kind of similar to like the noises that like guinea pigs make. As soon as he sniffed me, he would just make them and he was so calm and gentle with me. He was not scared of anything, and I worked so hard to get him to that point. Alfie, without a shadow of a doubt, I know he loves me, and I know it's because of how patient I have been with him and getting to know him and how to deal with his anxiety. In the end, I know that what Hagrid is saying here is that he wants to let people know that knowing your pet is priority over anything else. No matter what kind of pet it is, there's always going to be something that they love and something that makes them feel calm or happy. And no matter how scary the pet looks, it doesn't matter. Because as long as you know what it is that they like and they love, and you can give that to them, they're not going to hurt you. And I think that's the lesson that Hagrid is trying to give here. And in all honesty, I think it's an amazing lesson. And I hope that you guys all can see this lesson as well. Just a reminder to everyone is that I'm going to be posting the owl mail right after this episode goes up. So I hope you guys go in, it'll be up for like the next month. I will be posting the last Saturday of each month. For those of you guys wondering what schedule I decided on, I graduate in a few months. And once I graduate, I will probably post a lot more consistently than what I'm doing now. I'm definitely going to be posting daily on Twitter, the daily pet pics. I have like some other ideas in mind for what I'm going to do along with the owl mail. I'm probably going to do pet takeovers on the weekends where I tweet from one of my pet's perspectives and stuff like that. And I just hope that you guys will come join that Twitter and be a part of that community. The Instagram right now is currently still hedgehog underscore named Newt. I'm eventually going to change it to be relevant to the podcast. I did a poll on my IG story and the majority of people were okay with me doing that. The Instagram is still going to be the same concept though, just me sharing hedgehog photos and my dogs on my story every once in a while. So it's still going to be mainly a hedgehog account, but I will change the name of it so that it fits the podcast and also fits like the theme of it being hedgehogs. The Twitter though will be 100% just a place where you guys can go and interact with each other and interact with me. I'm going to be as interactive on it as I can and as active on it as I can. I will probably be active mostly between 11 a.m. up until like 4 p.m. Eastern time because that's when I'm home and I have my free time. So that's my window of time where I'll probably be posting the most. I also did want to address, I don't want to go too much into detail about it, but as this is Potter content, I did want to let you guys know that in, in no way do I support the author of this, these books and the things she is saying. I am 100% here just to talk about the characters. In all honesty, if we don't have to acknowledge her ever, that is great. If we ever do have to acknowledge her, just know that she will be she who must not be named. That's about it. So make sure you guys head over to the Twitter. Remember, it is at Pod on Twitter. E oh creatures pod at twitter and the instagram is at hedgehog underscore named newt please go ahead and check them out make sure you share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it the best way for this to get out to more people is by word of mouth and i hope that you guys will spread it to people who might also enjoy it i just wanted to talk with you guys some more i'm gonna have a lot more episodes coming in just so you all know And I can't wait to record them and talk with you guys more and be sharing some of the stuff that you guys are posting on the Twitter. I think it'll be lots of fun to have that means to interact with one another and that community that I talked about so much in the trailer that I would love to start. And that's my goal uh, with the Twitter is for it to be a community for people who love animals and for people who love Harry Potter and maybe so much don't love the author. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I had a great time just kind of rambling by myself, but I hope to talk with you guys again soon. Have an exceptional day. Can y'all be quiet? Thank you.